Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. And we're here to talk about episode 228? Seven. 227? Wow. No, wait, let me do... And we're here to discuss episode 22... No, that's not right either. Let me try again again. Chris is keeping all of this, you know. And we're here today with episode 227. Woo! I know. And today we're going to discuss two more episodes of Deep Space Nine, specifically Field of Fire and Chimera. Or Chimera. Whichever you prefer. I say Chimera. Or Chimera. I mean, if you want to sound like a douche. I do. Chimera. 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 I was just going to say. Yes. Oh, God, if only it was Mary Poppins. No, instead of classic 1960s Disney film Mary Poppins, in Field of Fire, we get 1991-ish film Silence of the Lambs. But if Star Trek did it really fucking badly. <laughs> uh, They're just retconning the trill all over the place. It's, mm-hmm. oh, it's very strange. so bad. Hello, Ezri. <laughs> Quid pro quo, Ezri. I fucking... Uh, so, first of all, I hated it. But in Field of Fire, people be getting shot at point-blank range, but from really far away, or at least far enough away, that they're leaving no powder burns, because somebody is on the... Almost call it the Enterprise. Nope. Somebody's on Deep Space Nine killing people with projectile weapons, which we know were done away with years ago. And more so, they're using a special projectile weapon that was like, I don't know, funded by your undergraduate fee at Starfleet Academy. But they ultimately decided not to go with it because, I don't know, phasers happened, probably. And Esri, for some reason, is called upon to figure out who done it, which, you know, makes sense since she's the ship's counts. Wait, no, wait, doesn't wait. make sense. Why, Why is it Odo here? Yeah. Why don't Because she, she's, she's going to do criminal, criminal psychology. Oh, but that? she didn't. But here's the thing. She didn't even like that class. They were like, oh, yeah. Remember, you took criminal pathology. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't like it. So it's like, OK, awesome. There but are you know no who? other psychologists anywhere in Starfleet anymore. Not a single one. Or cops. But but guys, guess what? Luckily, you know who really liked forensic pathology or whatever the shit? Oh, no. Joran. Joran? Duran Duran. Duran Duran really liked it. You may remember him because he's the one that took over. He was actually the first person that wasn't supposed to have the Dax symbiote that had the Dax symbiote. But of course, he took it by force instead of having it forced upon him. So, you know, totally different. Anyway, uh, lots and lots and lots of scenes wherein he's going, come on, Esri, think like the killer. Look, pull the trigger, Esri. It's fucking stupid. But ultimately, they figure out that the person what's been doing the murder is a Vulcan who, I mean, must have just massive survivor guilt because he's like the only person out of 1,200 of his crewmates or something to have survived. I don't even know what it was, like an attack or something. And so every time he sees a picture of someone smiling, he has to kill them, I guess. And the way he's been doing it is he's been shooting through this gun that was, you know, a prototype gun that he whipped out of a replicator. He attached a little teeny tiny transporter at the front of it to launch the bullet wherever he felt like having it go. And yeah, just started shooting people. And thankfully, you know, 
through the the screaming of the lambs, we were able to discover <laughs> his identity and shoot him in the something, uh, leg or shoulder or some shit, right before he shot Ezri. What? Thankfully, he, thankfully, question mark, he misses Ezri. Ezri gets her man and this fucking episode ends. That's it. That's the episode. Mm. Yikes. Didn't uh, like it. <laughs> Don't know yeah. if that came through or not. I mean, yeah. It's like, okay, it's like anything where you have to keep, like, belaboring the same point. It's like in uh, the fifth Harry Potter movie where we see evil McCunty pink suit lady make him like... Yeah, well, good call. But this particular one is the worst because it's like, not only is it Harry Potter is really, 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 like, teeny, teen angsty... But then you've got literal Hitler in charge of the school. And uh, she basically keeps making Harry Potter write lines, specifically, I will not tell lies. But she does it with a pen that carves the words, I will not tell lies into his arm while he writes it. And we see it over and over and over. And it's like, we get it. She's awful. I hate her. Being fair, she's not literal Hitler. Voldemort is. She's a fucking Thatcher. She's got the haircut and everything. Oh, well, whatever. The point is, she sucks. Yeah. And the point is, we see over and over again. See, we swear she sucks. Look at this thing. And that's how this felt. It felt mm-hmm. like every fucking scene was just Duran Duran being like, come on, Ezri, think like a killer. How do we covet, Clarice? We covet what we see every day. Oh, somebody already made the fava bean sound joke. Oh, that's all right. Sorry. Okay. You More did it way better than I did, though. So it's My, it's my right. big problem. I've practiced a lot. Tell us. Is that like... They go, like, I guess I, it's a little silly, but the whole, like, oh, the, the photos that drove them mad or whatever. But, like, it must be a Vulcan. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that's, that's it. Logic. Well, that's racist. the theme of this week, isn't it, is racism. So true, fine. true. So here's the other thing about the Vulcan doing this. So, so sure, you can say the war is so bad, even Vulcans are affected. Whatever you want. I don't care. You can say... Oh, Vulcans don't like emotions, so seeing people laughing would tick him off. Sure, okay. However, he is going and seeking out photos of people laughing because he didn't encounter these photos. He wasn't in those rooms. He's never been in those rooms, probably, because he doesn't... I mean, the first guy was only there for like 10 days. Other people maybe maybe weren't friends with him. So he basically had to put on his little headset, look around, find someone who was happy, and say, That one's happy! Kill it. Yeah, and it's just, like, even if that had been kind of the thing, like, a Vulcan snapped and decided emotion must be destroyed. Okay, that's an interesting angle. It's the fact that they were, like, they leapt to this conclusion with very little evidence and it yeah. ended up being correct. Yeah, I didn't it's like just that. like, that was definitely a result of we only have 50 minutes. Yeah. And we yeah. spent 98 of them having Duran Duran whisper in Ezri's ear. Well... Yeah, and I think, you know, th- that whole conversation was very, I don't know, it was like a Batman 1960s yep. <laughs> What's uh, another thing. word for riddle? Yeah, I was going to say, it's more like, yeah, I was going to oh, say yeah. more like Batman Edward Forever. Um, Enigma. Enigma. Mr. E. Enigma. Mr. E. Here's the thing. That movie fucking rocks, um, but <laughs> the that, that scene, that Vulcan. scene in particular, yeah. V. Olkin. E. Motion. (laughs) Mr. E. Motion. Edward Motion. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the reveal of this is so bad. But the thing yeah. is, I also know like the writer. So they had to drag in Robert Hewitt Wolf because Kicking everyone and screaming. I hope it sounds a little like it. Oh, um, because it sounds like all the all the writing team was busy doing other shows that needed to be done ASAP. So it's like, okay, we have a we have an idea. We want a sniper loose on the station. Uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf, go for it. And he's like, okay. Um, and he thought it would be just such a surprising reveal if it were a Vulcan. Because who would ever expect a Vulcan? And God fucking damn it. I don't like it. I mean, again, I don't even mind that it was a Vulcan. It's that they got there with no evidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the problem. They got, also, they got there by racial profiling, basically. Basically, yeah. Well, just, also, wasn't Esri's episode last week a rush job, too? Jesus, no wonder Ezri yeah. keeps like like they gave they just kept giving like whenever it was oh fuck we have no time let's make an Ezri episode. Well, this was originally going to be an Odo episode, which makes sense. Oh uh, yeah, he's the security yeah. officer. What? You yeah. mean it was? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it follows. I'm pretty sure the ship's counselor is the best person to investigate murder. You know, I actually got super super pissed. So we have an active fucking crime scene. Yep. That Ezri just walks into and everyone's yep. there like, oh, hey, Ezri, check out this corpse. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck is she? Why, why did they let her in <laughs> yeah. when there is a dead body on the fucking well, that's floor? That's because Odo <laughs> is not, even... not a great cop. Like, he's just not good at his job. What are you talking about? He's really good at brutalizing people. Well, that's the thing. Like, he's, he, it's funny because in that scene, he's like, he's like, uh, oh, I read a lot of Sam Spade novels and shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's where you got your fucking sense of how to be a cop then, because, you know, you have no, no, like, sense for, like, a uh, chain of custody of, of evidence or preserving a crime scene or doing any kind of, you know, proper forensics. You're just, uh, I'm going to do well, a see, they, Columbo and turn around as I walk out the door. They get to hand wave all forensics as somebody scanned the room and it's in a tricorder. We can look at it later. Yeah, basically. What about the powder burns? Mm. Yeah, why are. So he got this idea oh, powder burns are a thing from a novel from like the 1950s. As if the guns are the same. What? I don't know. Apparently they are. Well, like. No one checked, though. (laughs) He just assumed. Well, no, because they knew there was a slug. Yeah, but but there could be uh, a non chemically propelled. Bullet. It could have been future. magnetically propelled. It yeah. could have had little warp engines on it. <laughs> little nacelles. Little nacelles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cute I suppose little a, bullet. I suppose a uh, miniaturized. Uh, I want someone to draw me a fucking bullet with nacelles. <laughs> it would have been great, though. Like Since they had this whole transporter on the gun thing, it could have just been, hmm, we don't know how he got shot. And then Dr. Bashir does a little scan. And is like, no, there's a bullet embedded in his heart, but there's no bullet hole in his chest. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. That that would have been kind of cool though if there wasn't even an entry wound. That really would have just added to the whole like an icicle yeah. fell on him. Ooh. Well, like you <laughs> know, okay. Nothing. So let's look can we talk quickly about the gun itself? I like how, the gun itself. How OP this fucking gun is. Like well, like you could assess like yeah. if if the Federation has this thing, how is Damar still alive? How is anybody yeah. How is Wei Yun kicking around? Well, he's been killed a few times, but, yeah. you know. I was going to say, bad uh, example. Any, we anybody know that, that, like, Section 31 wants to take out, all they need is this fucking, A, it's a gun, 
right? So you can, you know, shoot people from far away, whereas like phasers are, you know, you have you have a have to be fairly close, I think. Yeah, and have nothing beam. in the way. And yeah, and then it's got a fucking transporter on it, so you can shoot somebody and you can see through walls. This that is was like cool. This is fucking using wall hacks, okay? Fucking A, man. Well, what I love, too, is they're like, apparently it was originally under development for use on worlds where something, something, radiation, something, something, phasers don't work. But then they came up with some new kind of phaser. Meanwhile, Picard is like, hey, guys, the Borg? (laughs) They they didn't seem able to adapt to... That's true. That's true. The Borg, you can just hit with a batlet. (laughs) Yeah, like this seems to be the well, ultimate shot Borg them killer. Up with holographic bullets. That's what I mean. So imagine, like, they didn't adapt to that. I doubt they could adapt to actual bullets. Like, this is the ultimate Borg weapon. And they're just like, eh, fuck it. I don't know. I have to think that somebody at some point in history who was being invaded by the Borg was like, why don't we just shoot him with a gun? Yeah, and that nope, planet nobody. was never assimilated. That's right. And the Borg this. avoid that part of space like the fucking plane. You know what sucks? That planet would be like New America, too, or something. Yeah. Florida. Just the, a colony yeah, of Floridians. The, the, yeah, the planet Florida. They're all descended or the, from or, Tucker. Or it's moon Texas. <laughs> the I, other I, way around, actually. Texas is bigger, so maybe the moon is Florida and Texas is the planet. Anyway. I imagine that uh, the guy that came up with the, 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 the rifle thought he had invented guns he's like oh my god we've been using phasers this whole time (laughs) but look you can put a big chunk of metal put some fucking fire making shit behind it and shoot it down a tube and it goes really far and it tears people up i'm a fucking genius how did nobody think of this i also bet in the future they probably don't this is why why the whole odo jumping to the conclusion that there should be powder burns is bizarre because I'm sure in the future they can find other propel- propulsion methods. Well, that's, yeah, it could yeah. be. I mean, into the present, right? Because like there, there's like uh, like magnetically propelled projectiles. You know, Ooh. like that's a thing. Yeah, the, the sure only thing right now with those is they're huge. Well, right, but, but I'm sure by the, the 24th century. Future, you yeah, know, or you know, it's just, yeah, water. You could do water. His water oh, his uniform isn't wet. <laughs> <laughs> The exactly. bullets are the bullets are just tiny wharfs screaming ramming speed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How fast was the bullet going, Wharf? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, see uh, the I other think- thing. So we brought up, you know, why wasn't Odo involved? Why was Esri doing all of this on her own and told no one? She's the stupidest Starfleet officer I have ever seen. Yeah, I don't know, Kevin Riley. Because <laughs> well, she, because she was, she was friendly with the victim, so she felt a personal need to mm-hmm. solve the murder. And- personal with him? You mean he hit on her creepily, and she shot him down as gently <laughs> as she could, and he doubled down on being a fucking creep and kind of got what he deserved? Just saying. Whoa. I don't know if he deserved to get shot through no, the heart. No, I know. I'm, I don't mean it. Defi- I don't mean it. I mean, but definitely. But he was being uh, a creep. He was being creepy. Everyone's um, creepy to any of the Daxes. That's, yeah. They're used to it at this and point. And including production. Oh, God. Know. Speaking of creepy, there was a line from Duran Duran that implied she's kind of into Quark. There was. I missed the line. What was the line? At one point, he says, I don't understand what you see in this Ferengi. I think this, well, just he probably meant because like, they were yeah. talking and associating, yeah. not necessarily. 
Maybe. I hope that's all. I, I don't trust this show, is <laughs> the thing. They're so. friends, unless you ask Quark, in which case they're soulmates. Yeah, Listen, right. the writers of the show would not hook up Ezri and Quark because they need they need to be more attractive. They Touché. need all they need only pretty people to fuck because we don't care about non-pretty people fucking. Oh, Quark's pretty enough. I don't know. Oh, no, I Odo, love Quark, Odo but... fucks and he Odo's fucking hot, Jake. Oh man, that's correct. If only, uh, if only uh, sexy beast uh, 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 <laughs> had got, uh, if only sexy beast had gotten the rights to use Ferengi makeup. Oh, so that fucking that awful looking new ma- yep. mask wearing show. Yep, that looks fucking terrible. It really, um, really does. So the other element of this episode that really bothered me was out of how many? <laughs> well, yeah, but so the, the thing that really bothered me was. Joran being re-retconned, I guess. For like the at, third or fourth time. Well, like, because, you know, when we first met him back in Equilibrium. Equilibrium? Yeah. Yeah. Equilibrium. He was a struggling musician who lost his temper and killed somebody in a fit of rage. I rewatched Equilibrium this morning oh, because no. because I know none of this makes sense. They just rewrite the Duran character whenever they want. They rewrote him for facets because they wanted Cisco to be really fucking weird. And they rewrote him for this because they really needed a serial killer's point of view. Now, in Equilibrium, he was a struggling musician doing the thing. He wrote a pretty song. And then he went to the, not conservatory, the, um, the play, the institute, the the oh, um, insemination society. Yeah, symbiosis, whatever. The symbiosis, symbiosis commission. Committee, yeah, yeah, that thing. He goes to that thing to to be a host because we learned from his brother. His brother's like, yeah, I guess he was going to be a host. That was interesting. I I don't know if he ever got to be one, but all right. We we know he got to be a host when Tarius died. There was no foul play, as as far as we know, that in how he got to be the host. So he gets the Dax symbiont, and then we learn. Oh, you probably shouldn't have him because he's a killer. And he killed, in this episode, it's three people. In Equilibrium, it was just one person. Fucking mm. table flip. And we don't even get the sense in Equilibrium that he was, that he got any, like, joy or anything out well, of it. Yeah, it that, looked like he just needed to kill somebody to keep the symbiont. Well, no, that was that was what I thought. I thought he was just angry because they were going to take the symbiont away from him. Because, I don't know, you watched it more recently than I did, but my thought was that as I remembered, it was something like the symbiosis commission was like, yeah, this guy's probably not the best host. We'll give it to this guy Curzon instead. So can we have it back? And then he was like, no, I don't want to give it back. That's the thing. They never really make it clear. Oh, they they never make it... make it clear what the chain, what the what the chain of events was. No. We just know all we know about fucking Duran is that he killed somebody when he had the symbiont. Then he died, and the symbiont went to Curzon. We don't even know how he died. I think I, I imagine I thought the implication, at least maybe they didn't explicitly say it, but the implication was that he died when they took the symbiont out. That's a possibility, but it's not made explicit. Which, yeah, if they were talking about just taking the symbiont from him, like that's a death sentence. You better have a really good fucking reason to do it. Because he had the symbiont for six months at that point. Yeah, I think he was just they found out that he was, you know, mentally unstable. But then again. To recast him in this episode as Literally. this, eh, as this like serial killer, you know, Hannibal Lecter character who is a fucking criminal mastermind and you know knows how 
knows how serial killers think. Yeah, I remember the face of all my victims. All like, three? One? How many people did you kill? I mean, they say three, but yeah, I only remember the, the only the one being brought up before. Remembering three faces isn't very hard. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Who are you people again? Oh, I, don't know. I mean, I'm sure they had to make it three in this episode to make people, I don't know, be like, oh, there's a bad guy. Three, three kills. A lot of death. Yeah, maybe maybe that's like, the like, minimum number of kills you have to have to be considered a serial killer. Oh. I mean, I think you only have to... Is it the minimum? Is there it might minimum? just be two, but I think I it's know. three. Well, I mean, it has to be at least... Like, I think it's, like, at least two people at different times. Following a pat for the same yeah. pattern, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. Pattern. yeah, otherwise you're just a spree killer. Yeah. Like, or, there has to be an element like of, like... Dick, or a sweet tart I mean. killer. Mm. But yeah, there has to be, like, an element Ooh, of... Ooh, delicious. Ritual or pattern or something. Otherwise, you're just a maniac. But, man, like... I guess in the 90s, like, you couldn't just go on Netflix and rewatch previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you you maybe had a VHS of it that you could go watch, but or you might catch the episode in a rerun. But other than that, there's they probably there probably wasn't a ton of risk in just completely rejiggering a minor character like this because the last time people heard about this character was several years prior at this point yeah, yeah but it was 1999 the internet was already i mean there were definitely nerds on shit being but nerds about star trek for sure like the main like most of the audience even the even like even then you had to be a special level of nerd to be hanging out in those boards like nowadays there would be 98 youtube videos within 10 minutes Going, ah, actually. Instead, there's just this podcast. Yep. Yep. Thank God. Yeah. And also, to be fair, I also re-listened to our podcast episode on Equilibrium. And our main thesis coming out of that episode was, that was confusing. What the fuck with the trill? Yeah. Well, That's, the point I, I, of that episode wasn't that, I mean, yes, there was the point that, oh, yeah, there's this hidden uh, host, but... It was all like the the bigger, the broader point, which was never really brought up again, is that more people than mm. they've let on are suitable for joining. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the episodes that have focused on the trill, the okay. end result is, wait, what the fuck the trill? They rewrite it every fucking episode that they focus on the trill. I mean, the one thing that seems to really be in common is that they got spots. They are the worst. Oh, yeah. Also that, yeah. Like, no, aside the, the from... The original trail didn't have spots, Caitlin, so they had... That's oh, true. that's right. My bad, my true. bad. Well, yeah, well, that, yeah, we get... Ignoring that, where it's, like, a complete overwrite, not a, like, shared thing, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. But, like, yeah, no, everything, every time we meet the trail, it just seems like they're such assholes. Yeah. Like, it seems like the Dax hosts are the fucking exception. Well, except for this guy. Well, and yes. Curzon and Varad. <clears throat> um, so they, so the other thing that they kind of, I don't know if it was a retcon as much as it was just a new thing that they brought up is having a hallucination of one of oh, your yeah. past hosts is a thing that you can, you can just call up when you need the it. The right of emergence. Yay. I mean, Which, we saw Dax do it with Duran in the pool, but this was not in the pool. This is just yeah. in quarters. Yeah, like, yeah. last time she did this, it was, like, this much bigger deal, very yeah. solemn. Her and friends, here. like, 
had to be possessed. Yeah, oh, well, oh that one too. Yeah, yeah, facets. So here's here was gonna be here's my rewrite of this episode. So first of all, you want to get inside the head of a killer. You got somebody on board the station, <gasps> Miles. Well, yes, he's the a butcher he's, of he, wherever he the fuck to, he was. He loves to mortar, but Garrick? no, you go to fucking Garrick. Oh yeah, You're like hey Garrick, there's some people getting holes in them. And we don't know how it's happening. And he'd be like, oh, they got a rifle with a with a transporter on it. And it's probably a Vulcan that's doing it. In fact, it's probably that guy right there. In fact, I sold him the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Episode done. But yes, I think I would have much preferred Garrick as Hannibal Lecter than Oh, this God, guy. that would have been hot as fuck. I mean, Hannibal Lecter is already pretty hot. Garrick as Hannibal Lecter? Whispering uh, into Odo's ear instead well, of Esri's. Okay, here, okay here's, how you combine the, here's how you combine it. Dick and, you, you, Dick do and the, you do you do no. the ritual from facets. Oh, uh, except you download Joran into Garrick. Ooh, double team. So then you get you get you get Joran's crazy psycho shit, and you get Garrick's crazy psycho shit <laughs> in in one package. Aw, but then we lose the bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary in front of the mirror. <laughs> oh God! Stupid yeah, so Esri. <laughs> it's, ugh. Oh man, you know how else you can make that gun even more overpowered? Tell me. Attach a miniature replicator to the clip so you have infinite ammo. Oh, there you go. Like, we have just made the ultimate Borg killer. And like Jake said, like, assassination tool. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like the ethics of this weapon starts to get a little questionable when you realize, yeah, we're not only going to use this for Borg, though. We're going to use this for probably everything. In fact, I've just used it on your mom. Yeah, no, I mean, totally. Like, the thing is, Starfleet would be like, this is only for use in this very specific extreme scenario. And then Section 31 laughs its (laughs) leather jackets off and then just goes on a murder spree. Not just Section 31. Every admiral has one of those things. Considering yeah. you can yeah, down, sections like, one through thirty are in on it too. Yeah. Like, what's the point of having? Oh, it's a prototype weapon. It never went into production. Oh okay. yeah. But literally anybody who's a Starfleet officer, which is yep. basically everybody, yep. including Miles, who's not a Starfleet officer, can download the fucking you know three D printer files and just mm-hmm. whip one up lickety split, including the transporter module and the holographic fucking eyeball thingy. Oh, speaking of that, uh, Ames, did, did any of you read mention, was there a reason behind swapping sides between Esri and Miles? Swapping sides? Like yeah, what eye was it on? Yeah. Oh, like, I started, didn't notice, well, no. Esri was a left-handed shot, I noticed. Oh, that's a good point. That is some continuity. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if maybe she's actually a lefty or she, if they were the just like... The actress is not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but so when she f- held the rifle up, she was holding it yeah, for a yeah. left-handed shot. So they, like, just decided it looked better that way for some reason. Because, yeah, when Miles comes in with it, it's over his right eye. Uh Uh-huh. I do have some actually very cool Miles-related backstory. Not backstory, but, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. So so, so to test out what, what, like, how this thing would work, he rigs up a watermelon. But, of course, it has to be a space watermelon, so they paint it purple. And someone says, yeah, but when we explode it, it's going to look like a watermelon on the inside. So what do we do? And what they did was they filled it, they like, you know, cut, cut a little hole and like squirted inside the watermelon some green tapioca pudding so that when they exploded it, it would just look like goo. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. 
like when it blew up, I was like, I was expecting like, yeah, obviously they've just painted an earth melon a weird color, or maybe it's some obscure melon I've never heard of. From, so I was, from not the earth? Well, no, just a, you know, some kind of melon you don't easily find so in supermarkets. Just still an earth melon, though. Yes. But okay. anyway. Um, <laughs> Cucosaurus. We saw some of those once. Ooh, yeah. yum. I, so I was expecting melon guts. And when goo came out, I was definitely like, oh, okay. But still yum. <laughs> I would eat that. Like, it sounded like Miles hadn't tested it. Because when he came <laughs> in the room, he was like, oh, it worked. It sounded yeah, like he it, had tested it once. It, it sounded like he was more surprised that he hadn't accidentally shot Esri, basically. Yeah. Like, nobody cares if you shoot shot. Odo because he doesn't mind. Yeah. But, he you doesn't know. mind. He might mind. Just because it doesn't kill him doesn't mean it's like his favorite thing. You don't know. No, you I don't. But You don't know would... Odo. Odo and Hira are up to. Odo versus Swiss Odo. Mm. <laughs> Just full of holes. Yeah. Uh, I also love that she was getting rid of Jarile. Or Jarile? What the fuck? Jaran. 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 Um, Jarile. <laughs> and, uh, and then Odo yeah, calls. Yeah, and that, like, undoes it. He's like, like Jesus Christ. I know, and it's like, oh, there's been another mortar. <laughs> oh, I have to go right away. No, finish your fucking summoning spell, idiot. <laughs> or I guess uh, de-summoning spell. I think yeah, Odo. Oh, go ahead. Odo, like, because he's going full detective and maybe feels like Ezri's muscling in on his territory, should have, like, had a little, like, a fedora in one scene. And every scene, he was just a little bit bigger. Mm. <laughs> what? No. Until <laughs> eventually it's just covering his whole head. God, no, his head is cutting. just a fedora. Like, he yeah. just turns his head into a fedora. With a neck beard. Yeah. Here's here's my question. Does Ezri see any consequence for any of this? Oh god, no. Okay. She nearly killed a guy in Quarks. I mean, the only reason here's the thing, they couldn't pursue him because as Jake mentioned, no sense of um oh god, what what was the phrase you used? Uh the uh, like possession of evidence. There's a proper term for it that you used. Oh, the uh, uh, chain, chain of, of custody. Chain yeah. of custody. There's no sense of chain of custody because that butter knife that Cisco was waving around was very clearly not the knife oh, Ezri no. almost stabbed that guy with. Because that knife had a very different handle and actually had a point. Mm. Well, uh, you know, speaking of chain of custody, would you say that the watermelon had a solid chain of custody? Yes. Oh. So what I want to know. So so that guy, right? OK, so speaking of, you know, anybody can just download and print the fucking gun. Oh, this so guy that, Bertram, right? That guy just by chance also has one of these rifles these prototype rifles that nobody has and he's a weapons connoisseur they say yeah he's a weapons connoisseur that's that seems like a healthy type of person to have in starfleet I was gonna say, he likes like, taking his photo in front he of also captain's collects desks nazi memorabilia like yeah yeah is this it's the guy nice that collected Cardassian uh No, he's dead. Trinkets? No, he's super yeah, dead. I bet he died. took that guy's trinkets after he died though. Mm. Um but that guy was running from the cops for like reasons too right like well because they were like hey why'd you download this gun and he ran for some reason even though apparently it's perfectly okay that he does right so that doesn't make sense yeah or you maybe it's not it okay s- like maybe you can get a slap on the wrist for yeah it. like maybe it's you're not supposed to do it even though you have clearance well even so it's just they really probably just wanted to take him in for questioning because of the timing of the thing yeah Maybe like, he oh. just owes Quark a lot of money and he was afraid that he'd get called on it. Maybe. Also, 
The timing actually does sort of make sense if you assume in universe, like maybe he's never heard of this gun. And then this happens. The story clearly gets around the station and he's like, I want one of those. That would look awesome on my wall next to my 300 other guns you know, that we, are for collecting purposes. We make fun of this guy for owning guns. But remember, in his apartment in Star Trek, I think two and three, Kirk has a wall of guns. Yeah, but they're like yeah. old guns, yeah, like not like guns. super brand new OP guns. No, I know but I imagine. This guy might have a mix, you know. Fine, but still. Mm. And also, I mean. I don't know. I'm not sure Kirk had it. I'm sure it's fine as a great, you know. <laughs> you, know he's, you know, that guy definitely has, like, the rack in the back of his Dodge Ramabout. Mm, Ramabout. Ram oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. What other good names would there be for fucking branded roundabouts? <laughs> now I want to think about it. I mean, I think Jake found probably the only one, to be honest. That I don't know. That hammy. There could, <laughs> there could be, like, a Dodge Cara... Carabout. Care Caravan about. Yikes. Shut up. The Shut up, I want it really the bad. The Carabout sounds like the official vehicle of the Care Bears. It does. I, oh, it does, doesn't it? Get into the Carabout. Someone is sad. Actually, you know, a lot of, um, aren't a lot of cars named after rivers or some shit, too? That's uh, true. Depends yeah. on the river. Is Durango a river? <laughs> or, uh, Probably. or, wait, what's the Sierra? Is that a river or is that a desert i don't Sierra, know nevada oh yeah it's a mountain range oh there you go well fine never mind i there, take it all there back. are lots of cars named after geographical features mm -hmm. all right where's the fucking ford archipelago that's what i want to know <laughs> the dodge panama canal <laughs> what Archip archipelago how do you that say that is it? so not how you say that how do you say it archipelago are you serious yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it out loud. Really? That's I think fair. I've only ever seen it written. See, it does look get... stupid written. This Say it one you... more time. It sounds stupid said. What do you, I mean, it archipelago. doesn't. Archipelago. Archipelago? See, this Seriously? Is, this is what yes. you get for never watching Rudolph's shiny new year. This is what I get? Yeah. Huh. I think we get a lot of our time back. True. Well, it is about father time and baby new year. Some bullshit, isn't it? Yes. So. Yes. It's terrible. I want to know how this fucking Vulcan had all this technology and still missed Esri. So I don't know. <laughs> well, he, I think the idea is it's like a Han shot first sort of situation. Yeah. But, you know, we're like, she shot and it hit him just at the right time so that when he shot, he missed. But then again, theoretically, he was. It was a teleporter. It doesn't it even matter where he's aiming, so, yeah, does it? That's true. Yeah, I'm just saying, what the fuck? <laughs> there is no reason why he had to be pointing the gun at Esri if he could just beam it in, beam the bullet in. Maybe front of her. it. Maybe he thought. Maybe because she was also being Joran at the time, he shot Joran, and it doesn't mm. matter because he's not a person. <laughs> could all right. I accept that. I accept that theory. Why not? I think when Esri was looking around trying to find him, she should have seen like. Uh, Quark with not the gun, but just one of the little see-through walls headsets leering somewhere. Creep. Then she oh, like shoots no. near his head, so he goes like, "Ah, oh, what?" Oh yeah, when she's walking down the hallways, about to have like a, another encounter with fucking Joran or whatever, she's like, "Quark, is that you?" And it's like, "Yes, but I'm I'm just creeping on you. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, and she has that weird scene with Worf. Just really hated this episode. Where he's like, clearly she she 
thinks like maybe she's talking about asking him to help, and it's like, oh, sweetie, it's not you. Not at all. I want to be like, I'm not, I'm not following you because you are Dax, you see. It is because you are tiny and Canadian. Also, I have already put Bashir and O'Brien to bed. It is now your turn. Mm. And Wesley, I oh. talked in Wesley. Speaking speaking of Bashir and O'Brien, Smiley, the, the I'm sorry, Curly, Curly, the teaser heavily implied that they do fucking in the holodeck. Oh, they totally do. Like, but like, like, like I know we say it as a joke, but this whole thing is like, oh, you know, hey, this guy wants to join us for the holodeck trip. Uh, uh, no, no, can't do that. No, it's it's it's. Ru- <laughs> It's real private, okay? It's, it's like, you can't come. We can My- come, if you know what we mean. But you can't. <laughs> Miles is very particular about who sees him in his coonskin cap and not else. <laughs> Draw me right. like one of your French girls, Julian, like, wearing this. <laughs> wearing only this. Only this coonskin. <laughs> that's right. Oh, God. All right, do we know any artists? I need to know Brian with like a coonskin around his dongle and nothing else. <laughs> Wow. No. I don't, think I, I don't think I'm wrong. I kind of want the guy that draws Chief O'Brien at work to do it. Oh my god, let's reach out. <laughs> no, reach out. you guys go ahead. But I'm like, going to hide over here. But Pretend what kind you don't of assholes me. are like, you know, like, oh, you know, you're such a great guy. You know, you you saved the Defiant. You did this great thing. We love you. You're you're our new best friend. Oh, can I hang out? And play no. in your Play with your fucking, play your fucking stupid history game? Uh, No. That's they could also us. they could I also be less dicks and just play a different game with the guy. Yeah, and say be yes, nice. Do it once, and if you really have to, make it something really lame so he never asks again. Yeah. But literally, it's like they're like, "Hey, man, you fucking rock. Anything you want, you can have it." And he's like, "Wow, really? I'd love to play your games with you." And they're like, "Get the fuck out! Don't ever <laughs> talk to me or my son again." <laughs> they like, uh, yeah, they swap out Davy Crockett with like. Um, fucking the debates over the Magna Carta. Hmm. And he's just like, oh. Oh, boy. But they, but they get to wear funny costumes. True. See, the other thing is, like, I felt it, like, very forced, the whole Miles having the epiphany of how the gun works when they're talking about how, oh, let's oh, talk yeah. about Davy Crockett for five minutes mm. of this episode and really waste some time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, like, also because he used to just run a transporter. You're telling me that anything that's unexplainable, he doesn't just think, I bet there's a transporter involved. Being fair, <laughs> this is the first time where we have any proof that momentum can be maintained through a transporter field. Is it? Yeah. Like, we've had true. people kind of, like, beam in at weird angles and, like, fall over. But that's about it. You know, like, they've never, say, beamed someone up while they were running and have them just kind of launch off the transporter pad when they get back. But that theoretically is apparently possible. And I'm sure it has happened and been very unpleasant. Well, the transporter for the little bullets also could be slightly modified, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also made a great note where I compared the whole see through walls and kill somebody thing with Kirk's Yeoman monitor from the Mirror Universe. Mm. Yeah. The Yeoman monitor. <laughs> That's true, his little, his little window to spank things. it. Yeah. Oh dear. Or disintegration. Yeah, also, also make people vanish. So are they, So does O'Brien now think that Santa Anna had a transporter attached to the end of his musket and that's yes. how Davy Crockett died? Yep. And knew it. Totally. 
my final note, I'm going to say, because I don't want to talk about this episode much longer, the working title was The Killer in Dax. Now, granted, Field of Fire is also dumb, so. Yeah, Field of Fire is like Field of Dreams, sort of expect another baseball episode, maybe. (laughs) No. If you kill it, they will come. That's right. No, literally, the orgasm, that's what they're into. Dax Entertainment. Charles Entertainment Cheese? There you go, there's the already, title. Already made that joke. Anyway, uh, cool, anybody else have any other thoughts about this heap of garbage? Nope. Here's the thing, too, Chris even said this at the end of us watching it. He was like, here's the thing, it was middling, it wasn't even that bad. And I guess that the problem is, is that we've kind of been like spoiled by mostly like pretty okay episodes so anything that even isn't pretty okay is just like oh my god it's an affront we sat through so much worse than this and every other series before now i don't know i feel like the start of this season of ds9 has been mostly disappointment oh yeah, yeah. Seven is, this yeah this season's definitely yeah, rough. They really the, the writers definitely were like trying to save their wad for the for the end really well that's fine but like Consider that, I don't know, I'm thinking of like season three of TOS when when we met Jem and it was just like an all black or what is it, all white space. And they were like, oh, we had to save money because we had no budget left. And it was like, yeah, but that was still a damn fine episode. You can still make a good episode without blowing yeah, all the wads. If you think about it, like, here's the thing. I, I feel like in any season, even of Deep Space Nine, there's always a good chunk of, of middling episodes but usually they're kind of spaced throughout the season. Mm. And I think that just this one was front loaded with a bunch of filler bullshit. Yeah. Because they had this whole arc for the final half of the season that they wanted to do. Yeah. They but knew this have- was going to be the final season and they're like, okay, well we know we wanted the, like the, this 10. I don't know when they determined that. I think we'll just, we'll find this out pretty soon that the, there's going to be a 10 season arc. Nope. 10 episode arc. That's going to be like just culminating the whole series. <clears throat> so this one was literally like, you know, as they as I said, they brought uh, Robert Hewitt Wolfen and said, OK, this one has to be a standalone. You don't have to know anything else but any of the other episodes. Um, maybe take a look at what episode did he use? The Darkness and the Light, the other very stupid mystery episode, <sighs> because they just can't do fucking mystery episodes in Star Trek. Then they shouldn't bother. <laughs> All right. Well. Moving swiftly on, well, not that swiftly, I guess, but moving on anyway, Chimera, Chimera, whichever you prefer, Chimera, Chai Tea. So in this one, out of a million astronomically small odds, a changeling shows up and jumps on the, I think the Defiant, or maybe it was just a runabout, I don't know. It's a runabout. Jumps into a runabout that O'Brien and Odo are on. Thank God that it did because it interrupted them quibbling over gifts because apparently Miles didn't think to bring shit for Keiko and Odo was being a perfect, perfect husband as usual and bringing home uh, extra presents. O'Brien forgot he was married to Keiko. Oh, right. I mean, he's really trying to get a gift for Julian. Yeah, that's true. That's what they were. Those are his favorite candies. And so he comes on board and Odo's like, oh, shit, you're one of those hundred ones that got thrown out into space. You're not a foundling. You're just a changeling like me, but you're not one of them. So let's hang out. And so he comes home with them to Deep Space Nine. And he's like, wow, I fucking hate solids. And Odo's like, I don't know. They're pretty cool if you fuck them. <laughs> and uh, 
His new buddy, oh, Laz. Sorry, his name is Laz, which I really don't like. But apparently it also means, like, something important, alone. Basically just means shapeshifter. Shapeshifter? Sure, yeah. And Odo's like, at least it doesn't mean, you know, whatever, experiment number one. (laughs) And he's like, wow, you and you still want to hang out with these people. But anyway, he's basically very shitty. He, like, is offensive to all of Odo's uh, solid friends. He fucking fogs up the promenade with his bullshit. He, uh... Powerful fart. Wow. Big one. Yep. I don't want to say, like, he instigates a fight, because he didn't, really. He was just shape-shifting around, and a bunch of Klingons? Wow. A bunch of Klingons were like, hey, shapeshifter, if you do that shit in front of me again, I'm gonna fuck you up. And he was like, suck my dick at you smell. And they start fighting, and, uh, Laz winds up killing uh, a Klingon, which was wild, because it looked like he barely touched him, really. But you admit he touched him. Mm. And he did, he definitely did touch him. Gonna, this uh, is going to be big in Klingon court. Yep, and uh, again, that's exactly where we're headed because the Klingons, who usually just really are all about ripping shred, you know, r- ripping limb from limb and killing and shit and revenge, they're like, nope, let's uh, let's get some adjudication on this bitch. And uh, Odo's like, well, they're only doing that because they're a bunch of racist pieces of shit. And Laz is like, see what did I fucking tell you? Oh, by the way, Nerese. Oh, sorry, Kira. He can't call her Nerese. Hey, Kira, you know, uh, Odo and I, we linked and it was really hot. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but he's like really actually miserable here with you. Like he maybe says he isn't, but. He doesn't say that to her directly. Who doesn't? Loss. He kind of does. No, I guess Odo kind of says it to her. Odo's kind of like, yeah, he thinks I'm like, you know, not happy here. And I guess I would kind of like to go with him, but like, I'm staying here because I love you. So that's fine. And Kira's like, oh, nose and goes to set Laz free and is like, go find this rock. I'll send Odo. You boys can hang out and try to find the other the other 100, which I like the 100 because it sounds like the 300, which, of course, is like that Gerard Butler film. It sounds like the thousand, which are the the thousand enemies of rabbits in Watership Down. I like I like a number with the word the the one hundred sounds yeah, really cool. Well, there's a series called the one hundred, which can be decent. There are some plot lines that are like, what the fuck is this? Because it's also for teenagers, but it's mostly decent. Now, are they Star Trek or are they something else? Something what, else would, what would you call the hundred, Jake? It's not Star Trek. No, it's I mean, it's a it's a. It's, sci- like, it's sci-fi, but it's it's like teen drama. Teen post-apocalyptic. Wasn't it a CW show? Yeah, CW. Oh, cool. So it's good shit. Um, all right, I would check And you know out. exactly what all the characters look like because yeah. they only allow three different male and female faces. Are we sure it's not just Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles? It's people who look a lot like them. Cool. Well, that's oh. fine. They're hot. Uh, the leads of Supernatural. Sure. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot, and they played Supernatural for like sixteen years or some fucking insanity. So. One of them's hot. They're How both far hot. into the synopsis are we now? I think we got sidetracked. My oh bad. yeah, sorry, we were almost. Oh done. yeah, you're right. Um, so oh yeah, so Odo goes to meet Laz and is like, "Listen, uh, I'm here, but I'm not coming with you because I have a life, and I know you think that you know I couldn't possibly be happy, but you're just gonna have to take my word for it. I'm pretty happy. So goodbye." And he goes back, and Nerese, uh, he and Nerese, like, have some cuddles, and Odo makes himself into a light show for her, and that, I guess, means now she understands what it's like to really be with Odo. The end. And she orgasms know. all over the place. Mm. Yeah, there was definitely some, there was definitely some of that happening, yeah, I would say. So this episode confused the ever-living fuck out of me. Oh, really? 
Because I don't know what its stance on racial politics is. Um, so. Maybe that it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you got a bunch of... Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention all the racism in this. So much racism. All over the place, because Miles is here too, being a racist. I mean, everyone Mm. kind of is this episode. Well, you see, here's the thing though. Yeah. I know, so obviously there's a huge racism angle, but I kind of was seeing it more as an LGBT allegory. Uh, Oh, do tell. I don't know, it's just like some of the conversations that they were having, you know, about how, you know, oh, you're not like them, you know, you're just trying to be like them. Odo, you know, but you know, and they know that you're different. Well, he's you know. pretty hetero. Well, that's why I said an allegory, not oh. not not literally. It's not literally about you know Odo being gay or something, but that you know, it's the type of sort of hiding something, yeah, or trying to conceal a part of yourself. It's or, the old or suppress old, a part of yourself. Yeah. It's the old X Men. Have you tried not being a mutant? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 yeah. it's exactly that exactly. Well, see, I guess um, it, what it is, I think, in a way, is Jake is we're both seeing the same thing, and because uh, I think you know the conversations sparked these thoughts in us, right? Yes. Because even like because you even find that you know when you talk to people like you know we talk about say uh, for for say the racial angle like you know. Not being too ethnic or whatever to keep white people comfortable. Just like you maybe don't want to be quote unquote too gay to keep straight people comfortable. So it could easily like, I mean, because again, X-Men has been used for both as well. So I think you could see it as all of it, really. Yeah, I think so. And But I also think that the fact that everybody is anti-changeling yeah. in this episode. Like everybody that's not a changeling is yeah, anti-changeling. Yeah, maybe maybe kira but even even she you know she's she's pro odo mm-hmm. and pro odo you know, if you will and like well, she everybody says, like, else i want to meet your friend like let's let's meet him as an individual i give her a yeah. little credit for that but she doesn't understand the changeling shit and she doesn't stand up when oh no brian's like oh yeah but, but you know you're one of the good ones uh <laughs> Oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm. I definitely found it super uncomfortable that even like Cisco. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what the fuck, Benny Russell? Like, uh, let's let's show some compassion here. Well, yeah, there's a great scene where it was like Worf and Cisco and Odo. You know, when. um After the Klingon died, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And like. You know, it was basically odo trying to be like yeah well you know he, if this were if this were a, anybody other than a changeling you wouldn't oh, yeah. you wouldn't you know extradite him to the klingons and um, we've seen klingon courts before granted this was a yep. while ago but they're which which is more corrupt klingon court or cardassian court because they're pretty cardassian close cardassian court <laughs> no 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 i would say klingon court because the Cardassians basically admit they're corrupt. That's true. The Klingons, like, pretend they're not. What was interesting, too, I found about that scene was that by the end of it, like, Worf wasn't saying anything, and even he looked a little like, uh, he's kind of got a point. Yeah. 
Um, but again, didn't say anything, which well, is key. Well, that's because when you don't have anything honorable to say, don't say anything at all, mm. obviously. Yeah. Well, the honorable <laughs> thing would be to be like, Dude, you might have a point, Captain. I find it interesting how we're told how upset General Martok is, but we never see General <laughs> Martok. Where was General Martok this episode? I kept expecting to see General Martok, and I never saw General Martok in this whole episode. I don't, I don't, I don't think they get the joke, Jake. Do you not get the joke? Did, did was he, he the other changeling? Did, did he, he die? Was La, he was Laz. The, the actor playing oh, Laz was... Oh, no was, shit. Was, was I missed that in the credits. I have, well, that's because in the credits... They don't credit him as J.G. Hertzler. Ah. They credit him as Garmin Hertzler because J.G. wanted to keep his characters distinct because everyone knows Martok so well. Right. He didn't want to, like, sully Martok by saying, like, I'm more than, you know, I hmm. I can, you, you can see Mart. He didn't want people to see Martok in loss is basically what it boiled down. I mean, I definitely fucking didn't. Not a bit of it. See, I like, holy I, shit. I feel I like you can sort right of away. see... Oh, well, oh, fine. From the, from the voice, though, I think. I probably wouldn't really? have been wow. able to if I hadn't read about it first. Wow, that, that well the, done him. Yeah, the, the makeup was was different enough, but yeah, I, I could I got it pretty pretty quickly from the voice. And then, wow. except the one thing, like, I th he must have been deliberately trying to, like, conceal the voice or do something different with stories. the voice. Because, like, he was doing this kind of, like, pregnant pause thing, Odo. Like, like he would, like, I don't know. It was, it was really strange. Wow. It's amazing it like, that you picked up on that because he specifically tried to channel Shatner. <laughs> That's hilarious. Isn't Yikes. that great? That's fucking perfect. And it's great that it showed because you picked up on it right away. Well, yeah. I mean, it was just like, I, it, it had, it was like Shatner, but like Shatner on, on lewds because mm. he wasn't like, you know, it was like Shatner, but like very like the Zen version of Shatner. <laughs> yeah, without the without the weird peaks he could occasionally hit. Right. It's just the more mellow parts. Yeah, I do find it a little strange that the the rationality for why they went with Hertzler for this role, and the answer was really we needed someone who could match Renee Abergenois in this episode because Renee is just so good, and we wanted this character to be able to hold his own against that. So they really only wanted to, someone with whom. They kind of already were comfortable and knew what to expect from, mm. which I think does get to be kind of a shame because then it means you're seeing the same actors a lot. Yeah. Versus, but on the other you know, hand, bringing in other other good actors. It's almost like Hollywood runs on nepotism. True. Mm. It's fucking wild. What's that like? But even so, like I said, like in this case, though, fuck, it paid off because I, I had no idea. There was a hot yeah. second. They were considering Jeffrey Combs. Which I was would literally have been just. That would have been I was just gonna say. Bad. I feel like with Jeffrey Combs, when you see Brunt or you see Wayun, you can sort of see that they're like the same person. But I didn't feel like that at all with this guy. Oh, He's... you know who they should have done though. Oh, who would have been great? Aaron oh, Eisenberg. Tony Todd. They should have got Tony Todd. <gasps> oh, I who's love Tony, Tony Todd, Todd again? Uh, Kern. Yeah, and and and, and old, old, old Jake Cisco. Mm. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. They also considered Andrew Robinson, which made me laugh. And they said, no, that won't work because they will recognize the voice yeah, immediately. No, it, it's so distinctive. distinctive yeah. Yeah. He, he'd have to have like literally put on a, an accent or something. They'd dub him or it something. It still wouldn't have worked. Oh, God. No, not dubbing him. They have Julian do an old man voice for him. Just uh, fill that in over there. That'll be perfect. Or he can do that Dracula voice he was doing that time. No one will suspect a thing. <laughs> it was Garrick but yeah no i don't know i actually really like this show oh yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a cool it's, episode yeah it's the fact that it's so like discomforting and 
complicated that I, I really liked it, but it, it I, I don't know what it's, it's a little unclear what the ultimate thesis statement is because it's like, cause you know, you've got everyone telling Odo like, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how to like make us feel good around you. And it's like, Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. But Odo seems to be kind of okay with that. Whereas this guy's like, just fucking be yourself, man. Did you know we can be gas? And fire. We can be fire. Fuck. And mist and whatever else. You can just be noise, Odo. You can just be sound. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What is that that growling on the promenade? Would it help, Chris, if I told you the original treatment of of how they were going to treat the whole racism angle? Okay, the original story was Odo determines somehow that all humanoids are racist. Not wrong! And he decides, he does decide to go away with loss or an equivalent of loss um, because of all the racism that he experiences until Sisko basically takes him aside, talks him down and says, yeah, all humanoids are racist. It's, It's kind of part of being a person is to be a fucking dick and, and to I don't know I feel like he, he, to say something to the effect that it is natural for humans to prefer humanoids who look like them and for Odo to not agree with that but to understand that this is a truth and then Odo would decide to stay I feel like, I don't like who that. was going to make that point Cisco. Cisco. That would be. I don't. I can't imagine Avery would have liked. Doing no. That. <laughs> like I, I. They basically gave that speech to, to Quark. Quark. Yeah. And with Quark, you're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, because this guy thinks that he can write having his sexual way with his employees into their contracts. So yeah, he would totally be like, yeah, we're racist. Well, I mean, what about he said, it? well, yeah, he's gonna say the quiet part out loud for sure. Like, I feel like with yeah. Cisco, it had it would have to have been, yeah, this is something that unfortunately is kind of built into us and overcoming it is what makes us better. Yeah, or yeah. you want to read all these articles on implicit bias? Because I've read so many. Yeah. I'm sh- I'd be shocked if Starfleet doesn't have like implicit bias training as like a major except against the ferengi yeah no that uh, as you said before they're the they're the race it's okay to be racist against and And anyone we're at war with and who i said and changelings oh yes i mean yeah well so here's the thing right i think it's less about you know i don't know i don't know if it's as much that the reason i you know uh, i don't put this i i i think it's less about the just the race, the racistness, and but it's more about the fact that they they see the solids see changelings as something just completely alien. You well, know, they're it's also not, they're also not to, not to be trusted. You know, in air yeah. quotes, because they can be other shapes, which makes you think, oh, you're not being your true self. Yeah. So that's, I think, kind of where the rationality well, also were, were the founders like, that's going to kind of bleed in. Where I kind of got, you know, where like some of the bits of this that made me think it might have been intended to be like an LGBT allegory was after the after the fog scene. Yeah. And when Quark comes in and gives that little speech and he's like, it was basically the, you know, oh, you're, you're, you can be a changeling, but just don't. Just don't flaunt it. Just don't, yeah, don't you know. Don't do it in public. Yeah, don't just shove don't do it, it down people's throats. Yeah. Well, was it him or someone else who literally said, now wasn't the time for a changeling pride display on I think the it was, I think that was Quark. I think I think that's 
what he yeah. said uh, in that speech. So that's why I like I was like, oh, yeah, that that's that's yeah. making more sense what they're going for. And plus, actually, because they do have that linking scene, and it is sort of something that's deeply personal and something that's like very emotional and very like binding and very intimate. Yeah, I actually wondered because like. Obviously, we've had scenes where he's gone into the great link, but the only time we've seen him link with an individual was the female changeling. And I kind of wondered, did anyone at the network throw up a stink? Because mm. in their scenes, it was definitely like, it's like, no, no, it's not sex. But by ha- the, the way the show treated it, it was kind of like sex. It yeah. sex yeah, it's, it's shown as being very intimate. Yeah. So I wonder, James, did you read anything? Like, did anyone at the network be like, ah, two men can't link? No, well, no, I didn't. I don't. I also don't think the network would think of linking as sexual because They're it's prudes. not. It's not implicit that way. I don't mm. know. Odo didn't seem to want to do it on the promenade. Yeah. Well, like again, like you know, that's another example of like, you know, oh, you 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 want to sh- shove it in people's faces that were different from them? No, no, you know, you ho- I got my beard, Kira, over here. You know, we have <laughs> to. We have to look like the norms. And that, and that's, I guess, what sort of is what had me, like, confused about what their main goal was. Because, like, obviously pretty much everyone's being awful about changelings. And this guy, what's fascinating about Loss is, like, he's existed on his own. And For rather like years. the original changeling. Like, the original changelings were like, solid suck. We need to conquer them so they stop fucking with us. He, left to his own devices, is solid suck. I'm going to avoid them because they're assholes. Mm -hmm. So, like, they arrive at a similar point, but then a different solution. And so you can definitely see uh, Laws as sort of, like, the sort of activist who's like, no, just be yourself. Be out there. Be you. Be proud of who and what you are. But Odo, even by the end, is sort of still, like... You know, if you like, in public, he's still just gonna be Odo. Like, he'll show Kira the light show. But it's like, I don't know, it's like, it would have been nice yeah. to see maybe a way Loss had gone through a little more, like... Show Quark the light show. Show Quark the light show. Yeah, or Quark something. will try to sell tickets to it. He'll make a hey. scheme to be like, True. come see Aurora Borealis contained entirely within my kitchen at this time of year <laughs> in this part of the station. Can I see it? Make <laughs> Three shirts of Latinum. Damn. Yeah, make that make that meme, Jake. I want to see that as a meme. I don't make that on a superintendent's salary. You're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but what's what's really fascinating about Loss, as someone who doesn't know about the founders, doesn't know any other he doesn't even call them um, shapeshifters, change things at first. He calls them like morpho Metamorphs, I think. Metamorphs, yeah, something like that. He doesn't know any of his own background, which is kind of what how we met Odo at the beginning of the series. Yeah is that he brings to this character a combination of both naivete and wisdom at the same time because he's had such different experiences than Odo has. Like, yeah. he talks about how, oh, I had, a, I had a mate, but we weren't able to have offspring, and that made it complicated, so I decided to go be a tree for several years. I wondered a little bit if his mate was one of those gazelle-like creatures he was talking about, but no, maybe he said that they was just talked- me. They talked about it, so I oh, think she was a... Uh, well, yeah, in the language of the... The Yak people? Space mm, that, that would be kind of amusing. Because, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, he's, he's lived a while as some sort of cow gazelle thing. And 
I mean, he probably did spend some time as a tree once. And I kind of wonder, like, is he actually ability wise more skilled even than the founder changelings? Because, like, none of them have ever mentioned, like, P.S. We could be gas and fire and this and that. Like, I kind of wonder if they have gotten sort of complacent, complacent enough that even yeah. they've sort of forgotten the mm. full extent of their abilities. Well, I wonder, like, if if he is sort of the embodiment of the reason they sent out the 100, mm. you know, cause like he's had experiences that they would never have had in the link. Yeah. And, and also he, we know not to trust those people. Yeah. And if he ever returns to the link, you know, he'll be able to be like, Hey, fire, eh? that's cool. Let me but show you this cow gazelle thing. Oh. I also loved his, uh, his <laughs> sort of his space whale uh, thing outfit yeah. that he was wearing at the beginning. You know, that was cool. Yeah, like like creature. You can also get the sense that, you know, he mentions how he's been self-aware for much longer than Odo has. Yeah. And yeah, what is this timeline? Ima- well, you can imagine that, like, if he's just swimming around in space. Yeah. Like, time must not mean much to him. Or, like, he can just, like, because it would take for fucking ever to get anywhere in space as a goddamn space whale. Yeah. He said he sensed Odo, like via yeah. space whale echolocation. That's 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 a new thing. Like, <laughs> you you kind of wonder. Like he said, yeah, faces are hard. It's like I think it's just because you don't care. I think if you wanted, you totally could without even. Th- I mean, you can, can be, be fucking gas. fire. Yeah. yeah, fire and gas. Fire and gas are more complex than a face. Yeah. Um, no, I think you can't do faces because you don't want to. Which is fair. It's fine. I don't blame you. I, like, do we even fully understand the physics of fire yet? I feel like that's one of those things that there's there's aspects to fire even we still don't fully understand, and he can just turn into it. I don't understand fire. I bet I was going to say, I, I don't you, understand anything about I fire. I bet you so, somebody yeah. understands fire, but I don't. I, I feel like I remember reading somewhere once that like, there's still certain aspects of it that are that physicists, that physicists still haven't quite come to grips with. I mean, we know enough about it that we know how to put it out as long as we know the propellant and the material and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think there are some aspects of fire that we're still a little kind of like, eh? To quote the Little Mermaid, what's a fire? And why does it, what's that word? Burn. Uh. Uh, speaking of not having children, just one, is this the first time it's ever explicitly been said that Odo couldn't shoot somebody up with baby juice? I think I, so, but I, I always would have assumed he couldn't. Yeah, because he is not a life form. He is not a biological well, life form. He can make everything else. Why couldn't he make a little piece of himself a because, literal tiny little sperm? Because, because, they can't because once it connect. separates, it turns yeah, they, back, into, back goo. into goo. They have to be connected. Hmm. Fine. Uh, second question that Chris brought up, which is, we're pretty sure Kira would probably be all right with adopting, right? Oh, I'm oh, sure yeah. she would. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Bajor is lousy with orphans. Yeah, she probably adopt what, a half Cardassian baby. She's probably adopt the baby. She probably has already adopted the baby from Dukat's death cult. <laughs> yeah, because those people cannot be trusted with it. No. But also, like, I have a feeling that that dude is probably not gonna want to stick around. No. Yikes. No. And I don't think he could, even if he had, like, I don't think... Oh, the one that got cucked by, uh, Ducat, Ducat, you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant lost. Oh, yeah, no, well, he's not sticking around. We know that. Yeah. He's gonna go space whale someplace. 
I think also part of them just can't deal with the fact that, like, yeah, humanoids get old and die. Yeah, well, he mentioned that, too. Like, when, when Odo was like, oh, yeah, I love Kira and she loves me. And he's like, yeah, well, then get used to the idea of watching her grow old and die because uh, you won't. Yeah, Data had the same discussion, I want to say, in Time Zero. The mm. whole watching my friends die will be sad. Oh, wait, I'm going to die one day? Interesting. Wait, I'm going to die first of all of my friends? That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, second. Tasha came first. That's true. That's true. Aww. But she'd uh, already not the only time that Tasha came first. <laughs> no, no, let's talk about, because I think well, another thing of this episode that I think is depicted very beautifully is the Kira Odo relationship and how yeah. adult they are and how mutual their their love is it's very very beautiful in Agreed. in how they they want they, like they both want to give each other pleasure and my god i read a note in my book that says Renee Echeverria who is a uh, you know writing this episode basically had individual chats with um Renee Bergenois and Nana Vizard to be, to be like so what do you think Odo and Kira's sex life is about? Oh, we can't put any of that on TV. Oh, um, do we have notes? Tentacles. No, I don't have Lots notes. Of tentacles. Damn it. I want to know what they said. Basically, they decided, um, we're going to boil it down to, uh, it's unfortunate that Kira can't link, which is also interesting. Yeah. Okay, but like butt stuff, tentacles, is, does he make him, his dick really huge? Like, come on, give us something. It wasn't in my book. Ugh. Basically, assholes. basically, all they said was, uh, "This is a child. This is a show that children can watch." Well, someone better get to Nana quick because Renee, we lost Renee, and if we don't hear from Nana, this is important information that the fandom will never have, and I think it's relevant. I think useful. the fandom has already come up with even freakier shit than oh, they they've did. come up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I already joked at the end of the episode. Now you get the you get your school uniform. I'll turn into a squid. And do you think <laughs> when he did make that joke? Yes. Do you think when changelings become gas or fire or northern lights, can they be like inhaled or like? I would. Well, the thing is, they have to still be connected, though, right? Yeah. Like, well, if, you, if you were like inhaled if... and then the person closed their mouth, that would turn to goo inside of them, right? Oh, gross. I don't want to die like that. Yeah. yeah Sounds like just drowning. Up, yeah, drowning and changeling. changeling. Well, that's the thing. And, like, we know, of course, that they're, like, how much of themselves could a changeling lose before they croak? 49. How much of them is shunted into subspace? I'm going to say 49%. Mm. Sure. Oh my god, whatever do all you, changelings... Whatever you need of the liver to reproduce it, that's how much changeling you need. Do all changelings just tap into the same pile of subspace goo? Ooh. Yeah. Fascinating. about that? Yeah, I, li I did like the Aurora Borealis look an awful lot. The, the quote mm. I have from René Abergenois, who was watching the scene, not as Aurora Borealis, because he is an actor who has a human body, uh, <clears> but <throat> from off to the side, and the quote to Nana is... God, you made me look like such a great lover. Yeah. Aww. I love Renee Bergenois. Those two really do sell a relationship that neither of them had any interest in the show pursuing, yeah. which is credit I gotta, to I gotta them. I got to hand it to them because, yeah, it definitely, it's grown on me in, in ways that I did not expect it to, just because. Tentacles and all. 
Yeah. It, I mean, it just seemed very forced because they're very different characters and it, it don't seem like they would work in, in a romantic way. Well, they were also just super, super good, tight friends, too. Mm. It seems like like years after. I mean, during the time, but also like years after they were always really close. So I think I'm sure that that helps. Yeah. You mean the actors were good friends or the characters yes. were good friends? No, no, the actors. The okay. actors themselves were like super good friends. Like when Renee passed away, Nana wrote this like beautiful article about how much she like how close they were and how much she learned from him and how he like inspired her to like give more as an actress. And it was oh, just so really, really beautiful tribute um, that I'd highly recommend you read if you haven't. It, yeah. it, it's really such a weird contrast. If you look at like, the post-show careers of the DS9 and TNG actors versus the TOS ones. Yeah. Like, some of the TOS ones got along, but, oh boy. James Dewan hated fucking all of you. And Pavel wasn't far behind. Yeah, they I mean, they also weren't... Like, like they were good on set, but I don't think they were, like, close at all off the set. I think it's a di- I mean, it seems like it was a different type of work ethic. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I think in the 60s, you were an actor, you showed up, you read your lines, and that was it. Especially on television. Yeah. And that's how they looked at it. And, you know, this was a paycheck. But I think that, you know, the TNG cast, you know, we saw in the documentary we watched that, like, they were just goofing around a lot of the time. They were just, they were having a lot of fun in it to the point where it was, like, pissing off the serious actor (laughs) in the room. Yeah, I love seeing photos of them just hanging out at each other's houses making food. Like yeah. having dinner together. Like you've got Dorn in the background frying an egg. You've got right, you got Frakes over here making drinks. Well, and even it, it's so funny because like the what there's another one. It's like it's 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 Dorn, Spiner, and um Jordy LaForge. Archer, whose real name escapes me. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, and like Spiner guests on enterprise a couple times but dorn never did so they're just direct at all oh mate that could be it yeah so it's this weird like cross show like just chill out but yeah no it's you're right though it's probably part of it and especially with the tng cast i imagine if the early days were kind of madness oh you know in the production side the actors probably really got tighter because of that just like sitting around like oh god what do you fucking think they're doing today hmm but anyway. Well, plus, like, yeah. TNG and Onward, though, got to be part of something that was already extant. Yeah, and they're also much longer-lasting shows. Also yeah. true, yeah. Well, yeah. fuck, I mean, it's really funny, actually, because I feel like Cole Meany is the one person that I don't know if he was, like, good buddies with any of them, and he was on both shows, which means he might very well be, like, the longest-running Star Trek character. It's either him or Dorn. I think it's Dorn because Miles isn't in most of TNG. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Even even when he was on TNG, he was not in every episode. No, no, that's about. true. Good point. Well, anyway, I stand by what I've said. Though he and I'm surprised that he. I just don't feel like I see him a lot with. Well, he also like you know he bounced back and forth a lot. He was you know taking time off to do movies in Europe. That's fair. So you're saying he got too big for it, and he was like, "Fuck." Fuck y'all, y'all. Well, I could see that making it harder to sort of no, make those I'm connections. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm sure Cole Meany doesn't. Yeah. It's say interesting though because I feel like Cole Meany. I th- I feel like there is a, I don't know. There's like a curse of Star Trek where actors that have been in the main cast of Star Trek tend not to have 
that big career that big of a career outside of Star Trek. And I feel like Colmini has had a pretty substantial career outside of Star Trek after Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I think it helps that one of this is like a lot of them are projects that they make it over, like they're films and TV shows that make it over here, but are initially like BBC or British or Irish productions. Oh, Terry yeah. Farrell was on Becker. Come on. That's true. That's Terry Farrell was on Becker. I mean, obviously, Patrick Stewart's done a lot of work, but. Yeah, but no, you're right. He definitely like is one of the sort of exceptions. But yeah, I think I think it helps that he's more internationally known already, like even before Star Trek. Mm. Also, that, I feel like if you look at look at the listings on like IMDb of literally any of the actors, they still do a lot. They do a oh, lot yeah. of voice acting. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're like not finding work. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying that. I just think that they they tend not to have made like a list careers with probably the exception, I guess, of, uh, of Stuart. Bacula. Like Scott Bacula was already a famous actor. Like he like. Yeah, I remember like. He was one of the few actors where you heard about, and it's like, oh, oh, shit, they landed Bacula. Wow, good for them. Quantum well, actually, League. and he's now on one of those endless fucking cop shows. Oh, is he? So he's, That's funny. I think he's on NCIS New Orleans or something. Oops. So, yeah, no, he's still actually keeping pretty busy, too, just on a show none of us watch. I guess Avery Brooks was pretty famous before. Yeah. Because he was Wasn't on he in- Spencer for Hire. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I almost just said, wasn't he and TJ Hooker? But nope, that's that's Kirk. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've gotten a bit off course. Anything else about this? Yeah, I just want to want to close out on that on that really lovely line between uh, Odo and Kira about about how love, loving is cool. Um, oh, yeah. Perhaps the fact that it is not easy is what makes it worthwhile. Yeah, it's a good line. And I made a big heart in my notes. Aww. Aww. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, actually I, really liked the show. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's 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 very thought provoking, you know. Yeah, and that's what good sci-fi is. See, here's this episode is good sci-fi because it makes you kind of like internalize the 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 messages. It makes you think yeah. like it makes you think, what am I supposed to be getting from this episode? What is it trying to say? Because it is saying a lot of things. It's yeah. also setting up some stuff that we're going to see in future episodes that I'm not going to spoil. But I think that was the main reason this exists. Yeah. Whereas in Field of Fire, it makes you think a lot of, huh? Shouldn't yeah. I just be What's watching Silence on? of the Lambs? Yeah, I was say, it makes you think a lot of certain Academy Award winning actors in a certain Academy Award winning film. It puts the, the frown on or else it gets the gun again. <laughs> <laughs> No laughing, no laughing, or the Vulcans will get you. Well, just no laughing in photos. Yeah, you can laugh in general. You just can't take a picture of it. He, this Vulcan is like a five-year-old. If something freezes, it lasts forever. No object permanence, then. You know, when fucking Ezri is like, oh my god, they all have pictures of smiling people. I'm like, everybody has pictures of, pictures of smiling that, people. Yeah. Nobody puts a picture, picture if there's a picture of a person... <laughs> They're probably smiling. Yeah, now once once photographs took less than 30 minutes to expose, smiling in them became the norm. No, nope, not in this house. Nothing but pictures of people crying. And by people, I mean my little cousins. Oh, my God. I found a, a salute. I found a, a link between the, the deaths that all of the people breathed, ate, had hearts to get shot in. <laughs> <laughs> 
wore pants and owned f- cameras. <laughs> they all lived on Deep Space Nine. My God, interesting. Done. <laughs> they were all carbon based. Well, we don't know that. Well, I guess they were, but still. As far as I know, bullions are carbon based. Well, listen. Speaking of being carbon based, if you're carbon based and you like what you heard, <laughs> wow, <laughs> what good segue. No, it was terrible, but thank like, you. Where is she going with this If I one? was a changeling, I would become an episode of this fucking podcast, because that would be <laughs> awesome. And Aww. if you feel the same way, you can check us out. Uh, every week we bring you new episodes of A Star to Steer Her By. Getting close to the end of uh, Deep Space Nine, which, which makes me really sad. If you like this podcast and you want to hear more, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. We're also on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. If you feel like it, you can give us a rating. I think that'll help other people find us, but five stars is preferred. If you want to interact with us in ways that are not uh, podcast-specific related, meaning, nope, let me try again. (laughs) Fuck, I'm really blown. It's hot. If you're looking for a way to check out uh, Start to Steer Her By when we're not uh, releasing a new episode, you can visit our Facebook by searching for A Star to Steer Her By. We are SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr, or you can visit SSHBpodcast.com, our home on the web. You can check out uh, articles and fan fictions and tops and bottom threes of seasons and series. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. my. Join us next week. We will discuss two more episodes. Bada bing, bada bang. And Interarma Inim Silent Legis. Or some bullshit that sounds... like Russian with that. Interesting. Latin or something. Interarma Inim Silent Legis. I don't know how the fuck you say that. No one, no one does. How do you say it? Do you have a better idea? I don't fucking know. I think, I think whatever you said is fine. At first I was looking at it and thought maybe it was backwards. I was like, (laughs) sigil, mine, animals. I don't, but it's clearly not. Anyone who claims to know what Latin sounds like is fucking lying. They're basing it off of what medieval monks thought it might have sounded like. What the hell did they know? They didn't know how to cut their hair nicely. You talking about Those stupid little tonsure things. Anyway. We're almost out and I can turn the air conditioner back on. As always, this has been Caitlin. Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Stay cool, cats and kittens, and join us next week. All right. Bada bing, bada bang. Uh, I mean, which sense for next week? Whatever. Whatever.